Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 348 on the Get Married Podcast and we are so excited to be here with you today. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm so pumped about this episode because, you know, when you sent me this Instagram post, Emmy, I was like... Oh my god, this is this was me. Uh, me too. <laughs> you are the same, and I think maybe lots of people are the same. Yes, can you relate? Uh, so I will tell you about it. <laughs> so it's from Ingrid Fatel, and she did an amazing TED talk on joy. Obviously, we like joy because that's what Mary Body is all about. Move your body, find your joy. Uh, but what she says is. That cool is the opposite of joy. And I mean, like, let's just talk about it, like how we read it. Because we read it and we're like, aha, yes. So what we are perceiving as cool right now is like, you know, that stereotypical, like super cool group at school. uh, The ones that are kind of like out of reach, like they're untouchable. They're beautiful. They're, they're just so cool. They just mm. stand in the corner looking so beautiful. And cool. <laughs> and cool. Yeah, and I think um, – Like, wait, my definition of cool is – yeah, they're cool. They're just so cool. And, you know, as we kind of talked more about this idea of cool it and, like, the kind of, I guess, the actions and the characteristics that are involved with it, like, we were more so thinking, okay, what, what does this mean? It means, like, unenthusiastic. It means, like, not giving a damn. It means, like, kind of just, like, not really trying your best because, like, that's not very cool. Like, I'm just well, getting like, straight AIDS. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't cool. <laughs> I mean, I feel like perhaps it's different nowadays. I hope I so. wonder. Like, I wonder what the schooling system is. Schooling system. Like, you know, the schoolyard system. What's it like? Uh, but this is what I like, what she wrote. I mean, there's a whole video. Maybe we can link to it in the show notes. Ingrid Fatel, uh, one of her Instagram reels. Um, blah, 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 blah. So taking away all of our awkward, quirky parts steals so much joy. And that's true. It's like you don't want to be too loud. You don't want to have that weird laugh. So you kind of quieten it down. I mean, I remember getting like people would comment on how loud and weird my laugh was. So what did I do? 
I stopped laughing so much. Like, that's awful. That's so sad that I was, felt shame about my laugh because people were like, that's a weird laugh. It's not a cool laugh, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, and I think as well, like, Carla, like, you were so enthusiastic about everything. You know, you were that person who shot her hand up to volunteer for everything. 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 And, yeah, all the cool kids. Yeah, they were mean to me and bullied me and that wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. Like, it was like – Oh, like she's so she's the teacher's pet. Like that's what yeah. I was. Like that's what they would describe me as. Um, I got voted most annoying in that's the so in the school yearbook. I um so one annoying. Of, one of I mean, that they did that. Yeah, it's so annoying that I got voted most annoying. Um, one of my teachers. Yeah, I didn't mean to say so, that word. I said that that's so wrong. But yeah. I said that's so annoying. Um, I was being bullied really badly by this one girl, and one of my teachers said. You should try be not so happy around her because it's your joy that makes her bully you. And mm. I I remember telling mum and mum just being like, WTF, like do not listen to her. Like lucky I had a parent like that. Lucky I was open with my parents like that and told them stuff mm. that happened at school because I don't think all kids do that. Um, like I wasn't – I didn't feel ashamed – to tell mum, like you know how sometimes you yeah. would get in trouble and you would then feel shaming, like I'm not gonna say anything because like I'm good now, mum will get me in trouble. I just feel like you're so awesome that and resilient <laughs> that you didn't change yourself though from that. Like, did you change yourself? No, I definitely can remember like trying to be cool, like, like, like but I, I just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it was impossible for me to not be myself and I think that that is like a really positive thing but I tried my best to not be myself but it just didn't happen. Well, I'm glad that it didn't. I'm really glad that it didn't. See, I think what I did in that, you know, that teenage, uh, those teenage years, I think I just shut down a little bit. Like I just quietened myself, dulled my sparkle, didn't allow the sparkle Mm -hmm. Uh, because I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't cool. I didn't fit in that box. But I didn't want to stand out yeah. because I didn't want to get attention for being uncool. So I was like, well, I'll just be nothing. Yeah. And whereas I was the opposite, I was like, stuff it, I'm going to be the centre of yeah. the stage. Which is great, and, I and think. And like, oh, well, like, and you owned, if the rocks get thrown at me, oh, well. Yeah, and you owned it. You owned your personality. You're proud of it. So that's really awesome. But I definitely think like there's a lot of comments on this thread that then go into, yeah, but what's the definition of cool? Like, I think you're cool. And I think like they're kind of missing the point though, because obviously in the video, she's talking about that stereotypical popular group at school. Cause it's kind of like this message of things I wish I knew when I was younger. Like, can you remember that time where you wanted to be in that popular group as that cool group? You wanted to be like that and you just didn't fit in. Can you relate to that? Or maybe you can relate to being in the cool group and feeling like you were not yourself mm. because I don't think that would be a great place to be at all. No, and I actually think I remember having a conversation with um, someone from our cool group at school and they were like, we thought you were the cool group. Like – I thought you were cool. And I was like, what? I was like, no, we weren't. But I think it was like they they like, like they felt like they couldn't be themselves and like they wanted to be part of our group because we were all our wacky selves. Yeah, like we I lit- definitely wouldn't think you were the cool group. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, maybe it was a different word. Maybe but we it's were like, like this is stereotypical <laughs> though as well. Like you were in fact cool yeah. because I – 
can decide what is cool. Yeah, and I think this is the point as well. Like, we get to decide. But as teenagers, like, being a teenager is awful. Mm. Like, it's so good, but it's awful. Yeah, I think, like, it's like, okay, let's circle back. And so what is the definition of this stereotypical cool? It's like not caring. It's like uh, not being enthusiastic. It's, uh, you know, staying quiet or looking down on people. I think it's scrap all that other stuff you said. I think it's that. It's looking down on people. Mm. It's deciding that you're better than others. Like that's what the cool people really feel. But, I mean, like when you unpack this, you kind of like find all this BS in it because Mm. it is all BS. Because then that's our perception of what they are thinking. like they don't. They might not think that. It's just that we feel intimidated yeah. for whatever reason. And it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. So then that. It's a strange thing. So then that, which we talked about just before on the podcast, that is a level of non-acceptance of yourself. So it's thinking you need to be like someone else in order to be accepted, in yeah. order to fit in. Yeah, and perhaps also those people maybe they are just non-caring and that is themselves so like the thing is if that is them be like themselves do it if that's if that if that's them accepting themselves and living like themselves boom done instead we need to focus on that accepting ourselves and really that's the message that we should give to our our teenage teenagers in our lives about acceptance it's a self-acceptance because when you accept yourself then you find yourself not judging others and accepting others. And that conversation just before was all judgment of the cool group yeah. in inverted commas because that's how we judged them uh, and that's how we perceived them. But if we had learned to accept ourselves, mm. therefore we would have understood everyone is different. I'm going to mm. accept everyone as they are. Uh, you can you can like the things that you like and you can be uncaring about the other things that you don't like mm. and you wouldn't have felt, we wouldn't have felt, that they were looking down at at us. Yeah. Because and then it's like the whole thing that the cool group aren't all bullies. No. Like bullies are different and like that's a whole other podcast too. Uh, and I'm, I know you experience a lot of bullying at school, Carla, and then that's like a whole thing to unpack that usually the bully uh, is bullied yeah. at home or bullied somewhere else in their yeah. life. So it's a really sad thing. And that definitely all the bullies that bullied me were not in the inverted commas cool group. Yeah, okay. There was lots of people yeah. in, in like my friend group. Yeah, like even in your in friend my friendship group. group. Yeah. So Why like is it- high school so like that? <laughs> Yeah, like if I think back to it, like that cool group, like they probably were the ones that left me alone the most. Like they yeah. just were the ones that like I would try not to walk past them because if I walked past them then I would get the stares or I would get the looks. But it wasn't But maybe you're making it up. Maybe. And like also, yeah, so it was actually the other group way more. How the interesting. Bullies. Way so more. Your I didn't really have bullies. any issues with the cool group. It was just more so that we weren't friends. Yeah, and it was more so that you wanted to be cool. And it was more so like, no, they were bullies. Like they were they they would say some things like with my enthusiasm, with my drama yeah. stuff and I am the teacher's pet and you are yeah. so smart. Like, oh you're a nerd. Like this kind of thing. But Yeah, and isn't it funny now though that you're like, yeah, being smart is awesome. <laughs> I love being smart. Yeah, like wouldn't it have been cool if you just said that? Yeah, I love being smart. Like I'm going to do great things with my life and my smarts. <laughs> I wish that I could go back and, yeah, say that back to them. 
And if you have kids and your kids get bullied for being smart, like just tell them to say that back to the bully. Yeah. I, I can't I can't wait to see what I do with my life and this smartness. Thank you. Well, actually, like, you're so smart, you're a nerd. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. That's such a nice compliment. Yeah, like, just seriously. Just shut it back in their faces. Oh, my. Because since when? I feel like that's such a <laughs> – but isn't it that a crazy thing that especially I think for women, mm. we – we well, I know I definitely, like, dumbed myself down. Mm-hmm. I definitely did that. Absolutely. Stupid. That's stupid. What I did, Why though, did I do that? Sometimes I would do it, like, in class around, like, the people that I wanted to be cool with. Uh, and then, like, but my assignments were still, like, straight A's. Like, I would, like, go home and I'd be like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to do this. Like, That's so- all my assignments were, like, still so, like, filled with smartness and intelligence. But in class, like, I would, like, muck up, like, in college especially. That's just like so be cool. random. I know. Like you would talk and be naughty, yeah. but maybe that you were just talkative. Like you were <laughs> yeah, talkative, talkative in college especially. Yeah. yeah, I used to get in trouble in uh, college as well for talking. I know I got kicked out of a few classes. <laughs> so naughty. Oh, my gosh. Like I was such a like I I tried really – I did try really hard in high school. And, in fact, it was when college came, I think that's when I dumbed myself down. Mm. And, like, unintentionally but also intentionally, like, around boys mm. to get attention. So why? Why would we think that? Why? Why would we want to be with the boys who want to be with I the, know. Like, I, well, just, I don't understand I don't that. understand. It's like, why? Can you guys, like, why did you do like this? this? Why? Isn't it funny to think back to being but a don't teenager? You think, don't you think, like, being smart would have also got the boys' attention? Like, now I'm like... Maybe my my intelligence was what got boys' attention. Like, why did I think it was being dumb? Like, I don't know. Because it was like being funny or something. Yeah, I think them it, laugh. I think it was something about that. But like, we could have said better jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> we been more intelligent. We could have. Yeah. I don't look. I have no humor. idea. I have no idea. This like probably needs a therapist to unpack it. But I don't really care enough about it. Yeah. It is what it is for me. Like I don't. I'm lucky. I don't have any like trauma from my college and yeah. high school. Yeah, I probably made some very bad decisions. I definitely drank too much alcohol. Yes, I drank far too much alcohol in year eleven and twelve, uh, and also in. I sh- we should say what college is not university. When we talk no. about college, in ACT, college is year 11 and 12. So that's like your how old high are you, 17, 18? Yeah, yeah. high school. Because uh, here high school goes to year 12 in yeah. Queensland. And like college is like uni. Yeah. Is that here? And that's yeah. also in America. Yeah. So it's all very confusing. Random Canberra mm. does it differently. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny topic. This is a funny topic. <laughs> I think it is. I think um so to me joy what that what that means is like being yourself. Like a joy-filled life is is being you. Mm, like authentic. Authentic. Like that to me equals joy. Like well, I have joy-filled experiences when I'm being myself around people yeah. who accept me around when I accept myself. Well, I guess when you think about it, okay. So when you don't accept yourself, are you truly being present? 
are you truly enjoying any moment? No, you're just you, judging. Exactly. And you're the self-talk, the self-narrative that's just going because you're like, oh, my gosh, do I have something on my face? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I said that thing. Like you're having this whole life inside your mind that's just continually putting yourself down and probably others as well because when you are self-judgmental, you are judgmental of others. I think that's a really big thing. It's important to remember that (laughs) if you don't think your self-judgment is a problem, like look at your judgment of others too and like maybe you you probably have judgment of everyone and everything. Um, It's normal. It's normal. But then if we let it kind of like carry us away, that's when it can become this like self-suffering. And self-sabotage. And self-sabotaging. And like just it's mean. It's mean to yourself. It's mean to others usually. And that in itself, like we could probably say judgment is the opposite of joy. Oh, did we figure it out? Because maybe it is. That that is like when we're – and expectations is the opposite of joy. Yeah. Like when we expect something and it doesn't happen, Mm. that is the opposite of joy. There's many things that are the opposite of joy, Mm. I think. (laughs) Joy is such a wonderful emotion. (laughs) Joy, I mean, it is, isn't it? It's one of the best. Mm. And you can experience it from so many different things. And joy isn't like hysterical laughter. Uh, That is a part of joy. But you can feel joy from just admiring the sky Mm. and feel that sense of like, ah. Or like a great song. Oh, my. Isn't it great song? I love a great song. Yeah. But I also think. um, Great book. Oh. Unless it's like some murder mystery, mm. is that I guess like because you're so engrossed with the writing, maybe that is joy, even I'm though it's like sure. everyone's obsession with true crime. true crime. Oh, I don't like it. That makes me feel awful. Me too. I started watching that show. That no, yeah, only one episode, and I that show D A H M E R. God, it's number two on Netflix. Yeah, I'm like, everyone's obsessed. Why? With it. I watched this and I was like, this is awful. I was like, did going you not to watch the shorts and see that like? I can't even watch the shorts. I watched the first episode and I was so stressed. My nervous system was like yes. on a, this other planet after yeah, watching really, the first episode. Isn't it funny? Like when I watch scary movies, now I'm so aware of like my nervous system and how bad this is for my health. I'm like, why am I putting myself in this for entertainment? <laughs> it's not. It's stupid. But I, re- me and Joel both watched it and we turned it off and we're like, we are not watching that. And so many people have been talking about it. Yeah, apparently it's traumatizing. Um, it's why is this a TV it show? It shouldn't. I think it shouldn't have been made. That's my opinion. I don't know. Like it's really sad that actual these are actual people. I know. Like who were murdered? I was so happy the guy got away in the first episode. Oh I, well, I I'm didn't sorry. watch it. In fact, just don't watch it. Spoiler alert! <laughs> don't watch it. It's terrible. Um, that is the opposite of joy. Being traumatized by a tv show oh but we can work on creating more joy in our lives and i think the coolest thing is it's not a big it's not like you have to change so much Mm -mm. you can really switch on the joy uh in many easy doable ways i think a big aspect of joy is presence and as we were mentioning before judgment self and the self-talk that goes on in the mind really takes you out of the present moment and takes you into your head which is your ego speaking as well i'm not good enough i'm better than them they're not as good as me i'm i'm worse than them like this is the kind of like you know blanket Mm. kind of things that we say to ourselves when we are judging and therefore we're not actually in the moment enjoying the moment or even allowing ourselves to 
have an inkling of joy in the moment because we're so in our mind. And so presence is a really big key of joy. And so if you struggle being present, then it is really important that we practice presence. Yes. And this is where like meditation, yoga, Pilates, mindful practices can help train your brain to be more present. And this is like the most mind-blowing thing of these practices. Like sure, sure, the yoga and the Pilates is great for your body. You'll feel great in your body. But it's the mind, in my opinion, that is the biggest, biggest uh, positive that comes from practices like this because your focus, it, it lasts for much longer and you're able to just like take in like the world around you in a much more aware sense. Like suddenly you're like noticing way mm. more than you've ever noticed before. Oh. Oh, I feel like they need to teach kids how to be more present. Well, I, I mean, they probably they are. are. I think that meditation is becoming more common in schools. And, I mean, the thing is we need to be taught it because we're born with it. (laughs) Like we know how to be present when we're babies, Mm. but we unlearn it because we get tablets, we get phones these days. I mean, it's even worse for kids. So, yeah, we do need to teach it in schools because they're also handing them tablets Mm. and phones. Uh, And, like, this is a part of life. I'm I'm not saying that's bad. Technology is in our lives, but we need to learn how to manage it. We need to learn how to use it in a better way where it doesn't take all the magic because presence really is key to living a joyful life Mm. if you don't have presence joy is a fragment of the potential of what joy can be joy becomes a dopamine hit from the instagram the the facebook uh (laughs) it, it comes from video games which you know it is it is joyful in some way or another perhaps but is it that meaningful uh, joy with depth and richness, that one that kind of fuels you, the one that makes you just feel like, oh, like this is this is a good reason to be alive, this to feel life. this, to feel this. Mm. And, I mean, you get it from when you look at someone you love. You get it from c- hugs. You get it from experiences that, you know, you're working on something you care deeply about, art. Yeah, or you see a view and it takes your breath away. Yeah. You see, like, a beautiful rainbow and you're like, oh, my God. I feel like you can really, like, if you look at nature and you decide to really see it, you see, you feel joy Mm. in all nature, though. Like, you could stare at a tree, any tree, any plant. study a tree. Yeah. Study a tree, you'll learn so much. And, like, (laughs) look at the sky. Isn't it? And these things are so cheap. They're free. (laughs) You can just do this for free. That's what I was just about to say. Like, it's so great because, like, we think that the joyful moment has to come from the five-star holiday that you go on, but it's not true. Like, joy is around the corner. Joy is right under our noses. Like, joy is out the window. Like, joy is just behind that door. Like, joy is, like, in your home, like a cozy blanket. Like, all these things, like, that you can, like, just feel it. And if you allow yourself yes. to feel it. See, that's the thing. Joy is everywhere, but you have to see it. You have to feel it. You have to decide. decide. And if you are like, I don't get it. If you're like, you're talking rubbish, this is where do the work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just out of practice. When you're a kid, you could experience joy. 
When you're a kid, I hope you could. Yeah, you could like go outside and play for hours and like time would just pass and you have no yeah. idea where the time went, but you had so much fun. And then I know responsibilities of adulthood that get you down. Mm. You have to pay the bills, you have to God damn it. Yeah, you have to have to have the shelter over our heads, have to do all the things. Maybe you have to work in the job that you don't really like. Uh, perhaps, you know, you're in the, the middle of, I don't know, what hardship. Yeah, it's a lot harder, obviously, to find joy as an adult when you're going through stuff than a child whose only job is just to play outside right now. It's not a job, you know, they're only mm. what they need to do. Uh so, yeah, we need to find the tools that help us experience the joy, help us perceive the joy. And for us, that's absolutely the present practice, the yoga, Pilates, meditation. Uh, surrounding yourself with the people who mm. uplift you and bring joy. And it's not like toxic positivity. It's not like they don't bring you their problems. It's more that it's like on this real level. It's deep connection. Mm. It's like, you know, we get told we're very positive people still uh to this day and i'm like yeah but i talk about so much you know hardship and negative stuff like i actually i'm one of those people who talk about that but i do it in this way that is filled with joy and as carla you said before it's more about resilience Mm. that you go through the hardships and we don't shy away from the from the depths and the hardness of life because we have to know the darkness to know the lightness i think that how people describe us as like Oh, wow, you're so positive. It's like it's almost like this drive to keep going. Yeah. And, like, that is resilience. But, like, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, what is it? It's like when you talk about the hard moment or the hardship, but then you talked about, like, how we just kept going. Yeah. And, like, we just, like, believed. It's also self-belief. Like, I think that Mm. to me is also what people perceive as positivity. Yeah. Like, this self-belief that we have. And self-belief is joy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be joy. That's what they must be describing. (laughs) I feel like this this podcast episode was a big shambles, but like I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it myself. I think it's a good message, a good reminder to step forward with your truth, knowing that you know when you accept yourself, you'll find the right people Mm. to surround yourself with. How about next week we actually share a presence practice? Oh. Yeah, that's a good idea. Without listeners. Yes. Perhaps a pranayama. So we'll give you a tool to get present that will help create more joy in your life. I like it. I like it a lot. So keep your ears out for that. That'll be episode 349. And I think you'll enjoy it. All right, guys. Let us know how did you like this podcast episode. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.